Ephesians chapter 4. So I, the prisoner for the Lord, appeal to you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called. That is, to live a life that exhibits godly character, moral courage, personal integrity, and mature behavior. A life that expresses gratitude to God for your salvation. With all humility, forsaking self-righteousness and gentleness, maintaining self-control, with patience, bearing with one another in unselfish love. Make every effort to keep the oneness of the Spirit and the bond of peace, each individually working together to make the whole successful. There is one body of believers and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when called to salvation. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us who is sovereign over all and working through all and living in all. Yet grace, which is God's undeserved favor, was given to each one of us, not indiscriminately, but in different ways, in proportion to the measure of Christ's rich and abundant gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, and he bestowed gifts on men. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also has previously descended from the heights of heaven into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended in the very same as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens, that he, his presence, might fill all things, that is, the whole universe. And his gifts to the church were varied, and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, which is God's people, for works of service to build up the body of Christ, which is the church. Until we all reach oneness in the faith and knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become mature, to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, which is manifesting His Spirit, completeness, and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity, so that we are no longer children which are spiritually immature, tossed back and forth like ships on a stormy sea and carried about by every wind which is shifting doctrine, by the cunning and trickery men, by the deceitful scheming of people ready to do anything. But speaking the truth in love in all things, both our speech and our lives, expressing His truth, let us grow up in all things into Him, following His example, who is the head, Christ. From Him, the whole body, the church, and all of its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by every, by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up into unselfish love. So this I say and solemnly affirm together with the Lord, as in His presence, that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live, in the infutility of their minds and the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. For their moral understanding is darkened, and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God, with no share in it. This is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them, because of the hardness and insensitivity of their heart. And they, the ungodly in their spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfeeling, have given themselves over as prey to unbridled sensuality, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that their desires may demand. But did you not learn Christ in this way? 
In fact, if you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth in Jesus revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupt through deceitful desires, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature, created in God's image, Godlike, and in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. Therefore, rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, any such as these, speak truth, each one with his neighbor, for we are all parts of one another, and we are all parts of the body of Christ. Be angry at sin, at immorality, at the injustice, at ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you to shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment or cultivating bitterness. The thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hand so that he will have something to share with those in need. Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, or vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but only such speech as good for building up others according to the need and to the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please Him, by whom you were sealed and marked, which is branded as God's own, for the day of redemption, the final deliverance from the consequences of sin. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with every kind of malice. Be kind and helpful to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you.